This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I am your host covering everything sport, international and local. Coming up on today's show, we dive into the sports world to highlight mental health and how the severe silent killer can be fatal. Now, money, cars, big contracts aren't enough to prevent what is becoming more common in the sports world. All this and more on the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome to the Halftime Show. Now, today's topic is very, very uh, interesting in the sense that we are we are discussing something that sometimes I think men are afraid to discuss. And uh, in the sports world, it's becoming more and more common now. Um, and it is, in sport, we call it mental fitness. But in life, it's called mental health. And how does it affect the modern day athlete and, and what causes them to reach a point where it takes over their mind and their body. A lot of onus is put on the physical aspect in sport, but not enough is put on the emotional side of things. What happens in sport is like, the athlete is given like an identity, you know, when they're performing, when they're competing, they're given an identity. But if he or she gets injured, retire, or is forced to walk away from the game, their identity goes with it. Now. That's food for thought. Think about that for a second. All these big names you see. What happens when their career ends or gets put to uh, gets put on hold from, from all the different types of injuries or situations they get put in? Now, it becomes easier when you're able to identify your worth or your self-esteem or your value in life without being linked to something external. Sport is something we can't control. And that is the scenario that resembles that with life. But sport also, in many ways, resembles how you win and how you lose and how you come away from a result trying to better yourself. Now, one of the most important tools or powerful tools in sport and life is the mind. We often talk about, you know, for, for the physical aspect, you go to a gym. But have you ever thought about how it is when you want to train your mind, when you want to train your brain? What kind of environment or space are you in? Now, for those that don't know, I've done a lot of research for many years on sport and exercise science following my degree because I was fascinated with the way the mind and the body work and what makes these sports icons so great. We always hear about the, the successful stories, but we don't always hear about the negative stories. And that's something that in truth is part of our journey. In some places, they call it mental fitness, which really got me thinking because I've heard of physical fitness, but mental really struck a chord with me, especially on a personal level. Then it started to make sense. What is mental fitness? Mental fitness is the connection between the mind and the body. At times, we underestimate the power our mind has on our body. We always focus on the external factors and all the factors that we can't control. In terms of, let's say if you want to go to a gym or if you want to go and train, Go find the space that you train at and you can be in that space. But what about headspace? See, physical activity increases the flow of oxygen to your brain. It also increases the amount of endorphins, which are 
what we call the feel-good chemicals. Now, for this reason, it's not surprising that people who are in good physical shape also tend to enjoy a high level of mental agility. How does this benefit us? Engaging in a good workout can help you battle depression, yes, and gain a more positive outlook on life. That's fine. But it also is a great way to beat stress, which can harm you mentally and physically. And that's what we sometimes fail to, let's say, value how important that is. Now, Prince William recently, now you know it gets serious when the royals are getting involved. Prince William recently got together with athletes in a fascinating documentary on BBC and had this to say about mental fitness. He was sat down with five athletes and this is what he had to say. I think guys in general find it very difficult to open up. They find it very difficult to talk about their feelings. Guys see feelings as weaknesses sometimes and they see that always got to be tough, always got to be strong, always got to be doing you know, getting it right and all that stuff. There's a lot of, there's a lot of male pressure, I think, mm. around, around all that sort of things. Suicide, for instance, is one of the highest uh, killers of young men under the age of 45. Uh, and that's, a, that's an appalling stat. This should be a turning point where we can really kind of uh, maximize the reach and the potential of everyone involved to pass that message on to guys that it's okay to talk, it's okay to speak about mental health. It's, everyone's got to have mental fitness. Everyone needs mental health, we all have it. We've got to normalize the whole, the whole conversation. Now, why is this important? Because we are responsible for our own health and well-being. And for those that get a little older, uh, a little older sorry, then become more accountable for a family in which they need to raise and look after. You see how the chain starts with just looking after us and the responsibility of how we control our mind and our body. That then magnifies for all the parents that are out there you know what I mean, because now you're responsible for more than one body. Now, on this show, I do talk sport, and in many ways, sports resembles life to me, and that is something we can't ignore when it comes down to health and well-being. But this topic really strikes home for me on a personal level, because I have a, a personal attachment to it, and, and I believe using this platform to raise awareness and interact with the listeners is the least we can do. So anyone who, has, who is or has dealt with mental health my message to you is you are not alone and there are several specialists who can help reverse those feelings, emotions and thoughts. Whew, what a way to start the show. Text us on 4215 or slide into our DMs on Instagram live at Pulse95 Radio or at Omar Alduri and let me know your thoughts on mental health and how you have overcome it. I want to hear all about it. More coming up next on mental health, mental fitness only here on the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you're just joining us, we are talking about something very important today. It's mental health and mental fitness. Now, in sport, we do have this... Um, this connection recently in terms of what we're hearing with athletes coming out and discussing this um, it's not something that we take lightly and it's it's something that you know is is based on our overall well-being now although the general perception of mental illness has improved over the last decade studies show that st stigma against mental illness is still powerful largely due to the media stereotypes and the lack of education now people tend to attach negative stigmas to mental health conditions at a a far higher rate to other diseases and disabilities like such as cancer and heart disease 
Now, in the UK, one in four experience mental health problems such as anxiety, depression, loss of a loved one, or even financial problems. But one of the most remarkable stories I've come across in sport uh, regarding mental health is the Tyson Fury story. Now, a man who defeated the dominating Klitschko to be heavyweight champion of the world at one point had a very strange turn to what was what has been a colorful career his career after that descended and it got he got addicted to banned substances and alcohol he suffered from anxiety mental health issues and and depression gaining over 200 pounds in the process to weigh 400 pounds at one point now think about how heavy that is especially for someone over six foot seven six foot eight in the boxing world Now, I have a clip here I want to share with you guys of him discussing how he turned things around to get his life back on track and fight one of the most incredible boxing matches in history against Deontay Wilder. In this clip, he discusses about faith, about his motivation and what it took to be able to get back on track. Here, check this out and let me know what you think. The odds of me overcoming all them obstacles, never mind the weight and the mental health, is like zero. It's not possible. He ain't coming back because he can't. From that day, I got my tracksuit on in the morning and I was going to run two mile. I got about 200 yards and stopped. And I thought, right, I can't, I can't run. I've run all my life. I've always been a very good runner. And I got 200 yards and I was totally gone. I could feel my belly moving on. The, it wasn't like a fat like jelly. It was like solid brick. It was a, it was a horrible feeling. I thought, okay, I'm going to walk the rest. And I walked. And while I was walking, I was on my phone and I saw a little video from Deontay Wilder. And he said, ha, Tyson Fury let himself down, let his family down. He said, he's that fat, he'd never come back. He said, and I'm glad he's gone because I'd have knocked him out anyway. Just rambling on nonsense here. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to give it you proper. You're my motivation now. Wow. I'm coming back to get you. And, and every day I'd go out on the canal and I'd do a little run in my sweatsuit. And every day I'd get a little bit further until I was doing four and five mile again. Consistently, every day. Every single never day. Never, never, never said that. Never said, no, day. that's enough nope. for today. No. Even in the rain, I was out with me, with me Mac on running. Why do you think you were able to do that? Like I say... I had a fulfillment. The motivation was there? The motivation was back. When I was on my knees, I was in an emotional wreck state. When I got up, I felt everything was lifted. So you started by walking, then jogging. God says, give me your heavy burdens and I will make your your work light. And I was trying to do it on my own before. I wasn't doing the way that God wanted me to do, like give all my problems to him. This time I did. So I wasn't battling on my own. I had the, the, the biggest power the universe has got on my side. 100% 100% exercise plays a big factor in it. Diet? Diet. What do you eat, if you don't yourself, mind me asking? Giving yourself goals. Yes. Yeah, please continue. And I have this, this effect. It's called the whoop-whoop effect. The which? Whoop-whoop effect. Whoop-whoop, okay. So every time you feel a little bit sad, or you're starting to feel like you're going to go down, and you start to feel like you're going to dip from your normal level playing ground, you got to say this, you got to say whoop whoop three times very loud. Yeah? And then if you ain't smiling after that... <laughs> I'm smiling already. There you go. Nothing it. is going to make you smile. Do you I use meditation? fact, it oh, works. Really? I'm going to try it. How about meditation? 
meditation, I pray. I'm that's about, your meditation. I wouldn't say I'm religious because mm. that's not what I'm about. Mm. But I believe in God and I believe with God anything is possible. Without God, nothing is achievable. Wow. I mean, uh, I had goosebumps just listening to that. And he mentions faith that he mentions a lot of interesting things in terms of what motivates him to get his mind right, to be able to execute the right lifestyle for him. Now, we all have we all have different stories. We all have different journeys. But what I love about Tyson Fury's story is he admits to making mistakes and doing wrong things. But he also makes a huge effort to make it right. And with belief and faith and doing good, he's turned his life around, you know, and hats off to him. But everyone deserves a second chance. And that gives hope to millions and millions of people around the world. Now that there are people dealing with this all over the world, we know that it's up to us to raise awareness. And it's up to us to teach and to educate and not to judge anyone based on title or status or position. There's some powerful lessons in, in, in all this and especially for mental health. Guys, you are not alone in this. It's something that we as human beings are here to listen. We're here to support. We're here to educate. Please, please, you know, when it comes down to assessing or listening or analyzing, please, please do give people chances. There's always so much more to someone than just meets the eye. More coming up next on The Silent Killer, mental health and how we can fix certain situations to be able to get a better version of ourselves. Only here in the heart of Sharjah on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Abdullah. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you're just tuning in, we are talking mental health and mental fitness today in the sports world. Okay, here we go. Let's try and do this now. How do we help spread awareness when it's called the silent killer, right? We promote promote it by being a better version of ourselves, by showing individuals respect and acceptance regardless of status or position in our communities. This helps remove a significant barrier to successfully coping with their illness. Now, having people see you as an individual and not as your illness can make a big difference for someone who is struggling with their health. And this doesn't just stand for mental health. This stands with things in general. People struggling with mental health could be in your family, could be living next door, teaching your children at school, working in the desk next to you in the office, or even serving you at a restaurant. So that really does put things in perspective. And it's in our hands to reset our environment, do things that make us happy, whether it's being with the family, getting a gratitude journal where you write down every day things that you're grateful for, looking at the positives instead of the negatives, taking up a new hobby, find something that challenges you stimulates your brain your mind your body or just doing something that just makes you happy you know spending it with your kids spending if you don't have kids spending it with your pets um, speaking to a friend or a family member across the world there's so many things we can do that can just stimulate your brain and make you uh, in a better mind frame now that's something i'd like to see and I like to I like to call this self-medication because it's working on yourself and it's being proactive. And by doing so, everyone around you will also feel that that's a better version of you and a better version of yourself because you learn to love yourself and value yourself more. Now, that's another thing we, we sometimes take for granted. How are you expected to love 
or care or show compassion to others when you don't actually show it to yourself. And if you're just tuning into the halftime show, you know, we're, t- we're talking mental fitness, we're talking about mental health and how it affects athletes and sports, but also, more importantly, humans. And that's what we have in relation with athletes. They are also human. They are built up to be something out of this world. Yes, I agree. But they're just as human as you and I. And I want to hear what you think about the matter. If you like the content, you know, do share, review and like. Spread the awareness on the platform. You can text us on 4215-ITTASALATORDU or slide into our DMs on Instagram, whether it's Pulse95Radio or whether it's at Omar Alduri. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts, what you think of the show and also how you can contribute. Remember that one more voice helps someone else out there. And that's something that I personally have, you know, a close connection with and gareth southgate recently the england manager spoke about danny rose and how he dealt with it here listen to what he had to say danny talking about things before the summer we talked about the morning of the game about the impact and how brave i felt he'd been in speaking because it's not a weakness actually it's a strength to be able to talk about those things i don't think you realized how how big an effect that was going to have on a wider scale, did you? No, no. Um, so I did an interview before we was uh, due to play Costa Rica. You know, the morning of the game, I woke up and I had, you know, like 100 messages and, you know, it was really emotional. And at halftime, I was running out um, to come back onto the pitch. And, you know, two of their players had stopped me in the tunnel and said thank you for what I'd done. And, you know, that they'd gone through something similar. and. That's a massive moment for that to happen, isn't it? Yeah, when that happened, I sort of realised um, how big it was and, you know, it was, uh, it was definitely overwhelming. And that's, that's words from a human being who is exposed to the big stage. He, he's played for his country, he's played for his local team and Danny Rose has helped a lot of people in speaking about it and talking about it you know as a male men are not as in touch with their emotions or expressions as females that's something definitely we're not good at but danny rose took that step and like or hate the team he plays for a lot of respect to him for doing so because other people can now relate and especially with the reason why they call it silent killer is because people keep it inside and that adds a lot of anxiety and stress and depression to what's going on but massive, massive shout out to Danny Rose and also anyone who's experiencing these symptoms. Guys, you can reach out uh, to us. You can reach out to specialists and we will help you. And I want to know more about what you guys think about the segment today. What do you think about it? Uh, let us know. Slide into our DMs or text us on 4215. This has been the Halftime Show. we got one more segment coming up. But before that, play a little bit of MadCon. Listen to this. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri on Pulse 95. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you're just tuning in, we are talking mental fitness in sport and mental health in life and the tie up between the two which is incredible in the sense that we tend to take it for granted and also 
people don't really speak about it that much. Now, it's a strength and not a weakness to speak out because it enables others to relate, share and help outgrow the silence. As a male, we tend to have this approach of being manly, you know, it's, it's not cool to express your emotions, bro. <laughs> but that's by whose account? You know, it's okay to seek help. It's okay to speak out and it's okay to to reach out to people that you think can help you, just even a listener. And that also comes down to our responsibility of how we are as human beings. Now, what have we learned from today? Rada raised a solid point, one of our followers here on Pulse95 Radio and the Halftime Show raised a solid point today when she said, you can be the most skilled, talented, fittest athlete in the world, but if you're mentally unhealthy, you won't be able to enjoy the benefits to its fullest. You will always be chasing something that isn't there. Now that's brilliant by Rada. Why? Because A, she's an athlete, and B, she hit the nail on the head there. I completely agree with everything she said, and I've had the pleasure to, of listening to a few of you who have expressed your feelings about anxiety, social acceptance, and depression. You know, that's where it starts from. The idea for us as professionals is to listen, and that's something we don't do enough of. How many times you jump into a conversation and you're half cut, it hasn't finished, you haven't really managed to express yourself. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, I listen to a lot of audiobooks as well, and one of the people I listen to is Jay Shetty, who, who spoke about ways in how to overcome mental health and ways how to promote the complete opposite. And one of the things he spoke about, which was actually really interesting, was to stop trying to be a perfectionist. Now, how many of us uh, try to be perfectionists? I've got my hand up in the studio here. That's definitely one of you know things. And he says, try it because at the end of the day, you're never going to be perfect. You can be the best version of yourself, but you can never be perfect. So that was one thing he mentioned. The other thing he mentioned was he mentioned stop multitasking. Now, I know I'm rubbish at multitasking. I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to multitasking, if you focus on one task at a time, then you can master that task and you can be more productive. And that will decrease the anxiety, which also is something that us men and women experience. So that's another thing. So those are two little pointers that I picked up from my education from Jay Shetty and I'm sharing it with you guys. Now it's up to you today to make healthy choices and not just for your body, but more importantly for your mind to enable your body to suit and have an overall better well-being. Things to remember when we go through tough times, guys, and this is not just the people that are in sport, this is in life. Everything can and will change. You have overcome challenges before and will continue to do so. In every lesson is a blessing. Regardless of how bad it is at that time, something comes out of it. Your calling is far greater than you know, and by staying true to what you believe in, good things will come. That's another one. Take things lightly when you're not sure and take more time to respond. How many of us respond straight away? All of us, you know, we, we go through that. Be kind to yourself. And that can be some of the best medication you will have today. Not tablets, not pills. Be kind to yourself. Yesterday didn't go as planned. We get those days. A few more hours to go and we, and we can reset. And that begins a different page. You know, reset your emotions through meditation, prayer, or just faith. If you tuned in earlier, you would have heard Tyson Fury talking about that when he was at the lowest of low and at one of the hardest points in his life. That's another one, okay? Um, don't focus on what you don't have. Be thankful for what you do and try to increase your list by adding something every day. 
Now, in, in a book I recently wrote called Reset, I mentioned a gratitude journal at the end. People thought, why have you got a gratitude journal in there? The reason why I had a gratitude journal in there was to be able to allow you to see the positive in what you have rather than what you don't. Find your peace and everything will fall into place. That's another one. Bear that in mind. Find your peace. Reset your environment. Be good to people. It's simple. You go inside and you make people happy. Giving back and giving you lot when you don't expect it. That's another one. Guys, be kind to people. A lot of good things will come. I hope you enjoyed the segment today. You can view us on Apple Podcast or SoundCloud, The Halftime Show with Omar Dury. It's been an absolute pleasure to share this with you. And Pulse 95 Radio and the Heart of Sharjah coming up next, the Adhan on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m. 